0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, May 14, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are at page 62. The The last paragraph, this is the how and the why of it. And we will read through the first paragraph on the top of page 63 and focus our comments there. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Elizabeth D, the 12 traditions, Kathy K., and our readers are Penny C., Michelle H., and Ken. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, May 13th, is 6343-6343. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Elizabeth D. to please read the 12 Steps.
1: Good morning everybody. Elizabeth D recovered compulsive overeater in Cincinnati. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. 1. We admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our lo- our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. 4 made a searching and fearless inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. we entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. And I will now ask Kathy Kay to please read the 12 traditions.
2: Thank you, Katie. Um, tradition one Our common welfare should come first personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Tradition two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as they express themselves in our group conscience. Our leaders are are but trusted servants that they do not govern. Tradition three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking or eating. Tradition four, Each group should be in matters affecting other groups or AAOA as a whole. Tradition five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Tradition six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Tradition seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Tradition eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Tradition nine, AA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Tradition 10, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never be brought into public controversy. Tradition 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy Kay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions Recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you share approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 62, the last paragraph, beginning with this is the how and why of it, and we are going to read that paragraph for context and continue to read the first paragraph on the top of page 63, which we will focus our sharing on. And Penny C. is going to get us started with that reading. Penny.
3: Good morning, everybody. It's Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Overreader in Massachusetts. This is the how-why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal, we are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took that position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer being all-powerful. He provided that what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans, designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life, and we felt new power flow in as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face successfully face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. Um, And yes, I have a, a note beside this paragraph in my book when I was first working with my the first sponsor who started helping me through the steps. And she had me write, these are the step three promises. As as I've heard so often, this book is full of promises. When we, we say, often when people say the promises, they're thinking of step nine. But there are also the, this sort of of uh, literature right here that, that tells us all we had to do, and it tells us we have to do something, we sincerely took that position, that, that, what, what position? That God was our director, our principal, our father, and that we were merely his agent, his soul that carried out what work he gave us to do. And if we did this, so another a warning, in order to accomplish all this and to have these promises here come true, we had to do what the, what the big book tells us. And so what a wonderful life to live. Who wouldn't want to take the, the step three if we knew and we were promised and we truly believed that we were promised that all these things were, were coming to us, that, that we, would, we would get what we needed. To keep close to God, and we'd be able to perform His work well. That we would be less interested in ourselves. That we would have a new pl- power flow in, because after all, we just heard in step two that we were powerless. What what what, a, what that could be a that could be a very difficult thing to think about, and and or step one rather that we were powerless, but now we're coming to the fact that we've already established there is a power greater than ourselves and now we're going to tap into that by by step 3 and the one i really really like is that we became more conscious of god's presence when i when i'm conscious day all through the day that that god is truly with me then my my whole outlook on life my whole um ability to not think only of myself but what i can do for other people which in turn makes me feel so so much more useful than i i have a wonderful day and so that's that's how i be- i begin every day saying the prayer that's going to be coming up very very shortly so um, I thank you for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Penny C. And who would like to share on what was read in the second paragraph?
4: This is Jackie. I'd like to share.
5: Larry?
0: Sure. Okay, we are going to begin with Jackie, and we'll move on to Larry. Jackie, go ahead.
5: Oh, I
4: really like this Um uh, chapter and uh I like the part where he said uh uh he will uh he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his works well. And uh he is God and uh what God is saying is look, Jackie, if you focus on me, I'll supply your every need. Just stay close to me and do my well. And basically what that is saying also is to me is that um He's also said, you know, everything is going to come your way, but don't worry about the things that come your way. Let me deal with that, and you just keep doing my work. You keep, you just go out and help other people and, and draw them close to me, and and uh, I'll I'll keep working you, but but I won't let nothing bother you because I'm gonna supply you every need, and that's what I like about this chapter uh, when that says, and then it says. Uh, Um, Here we become less interested in ourselves I don't have to focus on myself today When I focus on myself I get in trouble And uh, if I'm doing God's work I really don't have time to focus on myself And uh, that's why I like this program Because it teaches me how to come away from self And into the God realm And what I learned is this Whenever I'm frustrated with something That means I have invested In that thing that I'm frustrated with so I'm really not doing God's uh, work if I'm frustrated with something or someone. And that frustration and that investment leads to anger. And when I get in a place like that, that becomes my obsession of it because now I have to work hard to get that thought out of my mind. Never doing God's work if I'm I'm obsessing or uh, investing in some frustration that comes my way. And that's why he say I have to keep close to him and perform his work well, not Jackie's work. And uh, with that, I thank you for letting me share, and uh, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Jackie. And Larry, please go ahead.
5: Good morning, Katie. This is Larry, recovered, compulsive over here from Chicago. Appreciate your service. Um, okay, so, boy, um, such power words. You know, um, I guess I'll, I'll move down to as we felt the power flow in. As we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we can face life successfully, we became conscious of his presence, and we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or after. We were reborn, and you know, I mean, this again in programming. I mean, step three, you know, we're talking about you know, turning our, our will in our lives. I mean, for me, that's my every morning. I ask God to you know, my will is my thinking, you know, and my and and my life actions. God, you know, please direct my thinking and my actions today. Help me to align my will with yours today, so that I can be of maximum service to you, and to my fellows. You know, how can I help the man or woman who is still suffering this disease? And so the power flows in. You know, and and where does the power where does the power come from? Well, I can tell you where it doesn't come from. It doesn't come from me. Because, you know, the thing about my life, when I think back about my life before I embarked on these steps in in this program, each step, is that, you know, my life used to be ruled by fear, by anxiety. You know, if I could just rid myself of this fear that seemed to permeate everything that I did, you know, then all would be well. And so, you know, for me, I don't know about you, but my life was. Involved everything to remove that fear. Larry would remove it. You know how would I remove it? Food, pills, therapy, sex. Oh, I don't know. A Harley, uh, vacation, books, education. Some good things, some not so good things. Some, you know. Um, and and that's I thought that I could remove that. I thought I had a problem, you know, with my fear and anxiety, and I just needed to find some external source that would remove them. And, you know, what I, what I learned in step three and what we just read is that, you know, when we sincerely took such a position, what position? The position that I took is I, is I moved from, you know, if my motivation and thinking are God-directed, you know, god sent then I'm going to make the right decisions, even whether or not those, those decisions seem right at the time. And conversely, if they're self-directed, if those decisions are self-serving, I will usually make the wrong decisions, even though I might not realize it at them. So I needed a new power. And as, it, as we're reminded here, as you know, we felt that new power flow in. I did. As soon as I, I made that decision, was willing to make that decision, that new power flowed in. And, and over time, you know, it was an invitation in step three to work the remainder of the steps, to take action. Because this this is a doer program. This is for doers. You know, people die in this disease that want it and need it, but just are unwilling to do it. And so I I began to lose my fear of today, tomorrow, the hereafter. I, you know, when I was going through you know a time, continue with you know the death of my father. Thank you for people that reached out. Um, you know what? There wasn't fear. There was peace and serenity and love and pre- I was present. You know and all these things, where did that come from? That's not me. That's not the guy that was you know uh, fat and um and full of food and all that no that's that's the new power flowed in and once that new power flowed in, my life began to change. and what I guess what I wrap up is say, what am I doing after this meeting? You know am I just coming out and hanging out at this meeting? And then I'll take my will back and I'll, you know, try to direct and, you know, and, and, and arrange the lighting and the scenery and all that and be dripping with judgment of others. You know, is what is my heart like after I leave this meeting? Well, I know what it's like today and God knows what it's like today. And people can hear it in my voice, you know, and, and that's that's a God thing. I didn't do this for myself. God did this for me through
0: it, that'll pass thanks thanks Larry and this is Katie G I'm just going to share really because I I just am so excited of this promise we were reborn and when I first heard that um I had some um background that I didn't like that word and I looked up what reborn is and that means brought back to life right and um when I got to this point in the work I was I, I saw that I had died, like that in in abstinence, in a state of abstinence, I had defeated every avenue that I tried because I I I just went after what I what I wanted. Like my scheme my little plans and designs. I love that reminder. Like how much of my life did I spend thinking about me and my plans and my designs and how am I gonna get them? And it doesn't matter who you are. My selfishness is going to kill any opportunity you have if you get in the way of my schemes and designs, plans and designs. And what did that get me? You know, no job, no healthy relationship, no income. You know, and, um, you know, I always was trying to manipulate. How am I going to get thin? How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? And what I got to at this point with my sponsor is, yeah, lack of power is my dilemma, but guess what? God will provide me with power, and I can be brought back to life to live a life that's close to him that has nothing to do with my schemes and designs, because what I have to share with you, having been through this work and lived in this work a day at a time, my little plans and designs are so small. God's plans and designs I'm not even kidding. They are so much bigger than I can imagine. And where is God? His presence is in the now. We are going to be rocketed into his presence in the now, in the present, so we don't have to clear the wreckage of our future. If I'm not clearing away the wreckage of my future, planning about my plans and designs and how I'm going to get what I want, I can perform God's work. Well, And how do I do that? Unfortunately, it's not about talking. It's not about reach, it's action. I love how a previous speakers said, this is our invitation to perform God's work well and my sponsor said i need God he needs me as a worker and the only way I can hear him is to get rid of my selfishness my dishonesty my resentment and my fear by doing four through nine by making this commitment I am powerless I have no power choice or control around the food God will give me this power if I choose to follow through with the work to stay clean from my drugs Of choice and no choice, and to do the work no matter what, and it is a life that is not to be missed by anyone. um, Should I continue to stay active and at a day at a time? And with that, I do pass. And who else would like to comment on what was read?
6: This is Bella. Can I share?
0: Absolutely, Bella. Go ahead. Oh wait, hang on one second. Who is the other person I heard? Oh, Sharon in Colorado. Katie, Leah.
7: Great.
0: So I have Bella, Sharon, and
6: Leah. We'll start with Bella. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody that is on the line. I love this paragraph. Wow, it's a wonderful paragraph, and I see here the, the real power of life. Yes, before the program, I was looking so much for power. I was looking so much for power, and I failed again and again and again. For me, power was not to do a mistake, to be perfect in everything all the time. I was an employee of my own ego. I was driven by fear. Oh, what will happen if I will fail? What will happen if I will do a mistake? What people will think about me? I am not allowed to do mistakes. I was looking for so much power and I didn't have. I lived in my own jail. I lived in my own jail. And what wonder that I was going after the food. Because the food was the only thing that didn't criticize me, didn't tell me how bad I am. It doesn't matter that after I ate all the time, my, my fear just grew up and my my, my feelings were worse than before. At the minute, you know, I didn't, I didn't know another solution. I wanted so much the power. And I didn't know where to go. And now, thank God, thank God that I am in the program. It's such a freedom. Yes, I was newborn. Yes, I got my life back. Yes, I I am out of my own jail. It's such a freedom to say I am powerless. And I am powerless because I am human. Because... This is the way that God created me, with limitations, with being able to do mistakes. And today, yes, I have one power, the power to do the right choice one day at a time. And it's okay for me to do mistakes. I am not perfect. I am looking for a progress, not perfect. And yes, today, I I am choosing, one day at a time, to learn from my own mistakes. And I have, every time, new opportunities. So I did a mistake yesterday. Well, today, God is giving me a new opportunity to do a better choice. It's okay. It's okay. I don't have to, to prove my existence anymore. Today... My life is without fear. Yes, I am, I am safe and secure. I am under the loving arms of my loving Father. Yes, I am so thankful that I can say, yes, I am powerless, and I want to be connected to my loving Father, God. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thanks, Bella. And Sharon from Colorado, please go ahead.
8: Hi. um, Thank you so much, Katie, and thank you for your service. This is Sharon in Colorado, Recovered Grateful Compulsive Overeater. Can you hear me okay?
0: Sure. Yeah.
8: Okay, thanks. Um, What a paragraph. And, you know, when I was just sitting here thinking, it was like, okay, it was all these pages ahead of this page that God used by his grace to get me to where I could see this page and see everything so differently. Um, you know, the food had just consumed my life. It had consumed my ability to to perform anything very well. Um, you know, I was walking through life. There was a movie many years ago. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was about someone who was going to be be executed, and the thing that they say, evidently, when they go to get them, to bring them to whatever, you know, gas chamber or whatever, they say, dead man walking, and I'll never forget that movie, because it was like, that was me, I was uh, a spiritually dead woman walking around, still trying to do this and do that, but what I love about this paragraph is now I have a newer, new employer, and he is all-powerful. And when I get myself out of the way and I am willing to look at all of the the defects of character that I saw when I went through steps four through nine, the selfishness, the self-centeredness, dishonesty, fear, pride, you know, preoccupied myself all the time, um, always thinking about me or thinking about what you thought about me or, you know, it was just... Um, insane thinking and to see now um i love what someone else shared about we see these promises in this book through the whole process and there are so many promises just stated in this uh, paragraph here and what's the difference the difference is now i have decided and consented and accepted this patient to follow god's plan for my life one day at a time and he promises to me that I can do that without running back to food if I am willing to sit close to him, to allow him to let me eat the true things in my life that are hindering me, my obsessive mind that can obsess about anything, and then give me and grant me the ability to stay abstinent, clean, and pure one day at a time so that I can be of use to others according to his purpose and as he sees fit. And so uh with that comes these incredible promises that I'm so for and that are available to all of
0: us by Grace. And with that I pass. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Sharon. And Leah M. Leia, please press star one so we can hear you.
9: Thank you very much, Katie G, for your service morning, everybody. I'm Leah M. Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Very powerful paragraph. I look at this paragraph as a vision statement. You know, it's important for me to remember that these pages were penned by people who uh, were recovered. Um, they are laying out this vision statement for the reader at this point, you know, making it clear that um, this is just a beginning. Um, there, there's so much here. I mean, it's alluding to... Um, you know step 12 here we kept close to him and performed his work well um Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more became interested in seeing. Again, alluding to that, this is a beginning. Became, came as we felt new power flow. As we enjoyed peace of mind. As we discovered we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of His presence, we began to lose our fear. Again, alluding to that, the process step three is merely a decision a ma- a major decision but it's a decision to work the steps uh you know the uh the fact that it is a beginning is uh you know, stated at the bottom of this page on 63 and, of course, on the top of page 64, it's reminding me, yes, this is a this decision is vital and step three is a crucial step. Of course it is, but it's going to have little permanent effect unless it's at once followed by a strenuous effort to proceed through the inventory of four through nine. So, again, this is written by Recovered. Alcoholics, who yes, the obsession of the had been it had been driven out, they are writing this um, as a vision statement that yes, they went through this process, yes, step three was important decision. Yes, what was the decision? It was a decision to move through the rest of the steps, and as a result of moving through the rest of the steps, this is what occurred to them. You know, it is a result of moving through the steps. So, though the decision is vital and though it's crucial, it's going to have little permanent effect unless it's followed by Uh, the proceeding steps, and as it says here, we were born, we're born of body, they're not talking about body, they're talking about reborn of mind, these rearrangements, this personality change, this spiritual awakening that occurred, they were reborn, you know, uh, because they engaged in this process, because they applied steps, uh, you know, all the steps four, 4 through 9 and continued to live 10 11 and 12 they were reborn because they had a spiritual awakening because they had been restored to sanity because they had found this a mind because they had been relieved of the obsession because they had been freed from that beast because now they walk this planet free men and women they were reborn they were um they lost their fear of of today which is, of course, the present, of tomorrow, which is, of course, alluding to the future, and the hereafter, meaning even death itself. They were reborn. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Leah. And we're going to move on now. Michelle H., would you please pick up the reading where we left off?
10: Good morning. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Vision, for you. This is Michelle H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step Making sure we were ready That we could at last Abandon ourselves utterly to Him And um, I can't get a little choked up As I uh, read this prayer And um, remember the first time That I said this This prayer in a position of humility In a position of utter abandonment um, To the the God of my understanding And um, you know these promises that were just read and that were discussed that I wanted them I wanted those promises and um, you know my sponsor shared with me the same way that um, Abby shared with Bill that, that this was all possible and it reminded me reading that again this morning that it took me back to um, Bill's story on page 13 and Abby promised when these things were done when these steps were done as he had just described to Bill said that um, I would err upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a new way of living, which answered all my problems. And, um, you know, it goes on to say that belief in the power of God plus that willingness, honesty, and humility, um, these were the, you know, to establish and maintain this new order of things were the essential requirements. And, you know, that's what, you know, my sponsor's way of living um, was a testimony he and, and I so wanted it. I wanted and, and was told that this would be the answer to my problem. You know, in step two, I, I did get a new concept. I did have a new understanding of, of a God. I went from a punishing God to a loving, caring, compassionate God, and I was entering upon um, a relationship with my creator, not only in that concept, but that I was going to quit playing God. I was going to stop trying to run the show. When I took that, when I took this step, that's what it meant to me, that I was going to turn to God in all things, and and that's exactly, you know what, um, you know what the Big Book is directing me to do. At the top of page 14, it says these, you know, steps were simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant the destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of Light who presides over us all. And so, yes, I came to see that my selfishness and self-centeredness were the root of my trou- troubles, like my problems that needed to be destroyed, um, but I couldn't do it. The big book tells me God makes that possible. And so what stands out for me is that I wanted to be relieved of the bondage of self, that self-centeredness, self, you know, destructiveness that was causing me And why, you know, well, at first I wanted to be relieved of it um, just because I I didn't like all the suffering and misery. Um, But this this step in this prayer tells me um, that the biggest benefit for me is that I'm going to be able to be of maximum service, that I may be better to do God's will. As long as I'm in bondage to self, as long as those obstacles are there, those character defects, I'm blocked. I'm blocked from that relationship with God, and I so wanted that relationship. I knew I needed his power. I was powerless, and I so wanted it. And so when I took that position of humility and said this prayer, I was ready. Um, I was sure that I was ready. Um, I wanted to embark upon the process. These steps have been said already. it's a, It was a beginning. It was a new beginning for me, and and I welcomed this beginning based on the promises and based on the testimony of the lives that I was seeing recovered people, that, that these things had happened for them. And and I will share that when I did get on my knees and say this prayer in public witness to my home group, I did begin. I started to begin to feel that new power flow in. And it was a beginning, and I was willing to take the rest of these steps because I wanted these promises to come true for me, and I so wanted and needed that relationship with God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. And who else would like to share on what we just read? This is Paula, Michelle. Sure, Paula, go ahead.
11: Thank you, Katie, and thank you for your service. Well, what a paragraph to share on. You know, it says we were now at step three. Finally, God, I offer myself to the to build with me. Let me tell you, it wasn't much that I offered. It was broken and I was pretty wounded. Because, see, until that point, I offered myself to this disease and it abused. But I did my part. And finally, here to do my part. And it says, then finally, relieve me of the bondage of self. That was the last thing I thought it would be of me. But that is the beginning. It had to be of me. But I want to scoot down to this last line. We thought, well, there it is. We thought, well, before taking this step, before I took this step, I had to be convinced on page 60, A, B, C power, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, that no human power, could have relieved our alcoholism that God could and would if he were sought. And there it is, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. No holding back anything anymore. And I want to end with page 57. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself. To us thank you for allowing me to share with that I do pass
0: thank you Paula and who else would like to share on what we just read Kim,
7: Kim? go ahead morning Katie morning all my name is Kim G and I'm a recovery compulsive overeater from South Jersey to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt you know I love that because have we done all these pages you know, we often start newcomers and I know a lot of meetings we started how it works And all those pages prior, we worked on one steps, one and two took 70-something pages. What were they doing? They were tearing us down. They were letting us know our true powerlessness. They were teaching us that need for a higher power. I like to use the analogy, my father is a Marine, and it was before I was born, but I remember seeing a picture and laughing because before he went into the Marines, he was this tall, skinny guy with the Elvis D.A., And when he came out, he was this huge, broad-shouldered Marine with the buzz cut. You wouldn't even know it was the same person. And when he talked to my father about what was boot camp like, they don't go into boot camp on day one and teach you how to be a Marine. The first thing they do is they strip the civilian at you. They beat you down. They make sure you have no identity whatsoever. And when you are beaten down, then they start to build you up into the few in the crowd. I mean, my father's in his late 70s, and if you say something about the Marines, he's like, hoorah! And he hasn't been in the Marines in a long time, and it's once a Marine, always a Marine. There is an indoctrination in the Marines because they've been torn down and built up. And that's what God is doing here. We have been torn down. I know that I am nothing. We're taught in the God is everything or God is nothing. He either is or he isn't. I've gotten to that point that I realize in and of myself I am nothing. And with that position, with that status, where I'm now saying God is going to be the director, I'm going to be the actor, He is the father, I am the son, He is the principal, I am His agent, I am now open to be built into the person God always intended me to be. And I remember when Bill saw Eddie and he said he was inwardly rearranged, his roots were grasping new soil, his eyes were different. That's what this process can do for us. So now at this point, I am asking God to build me as he will. I have admitted that I do not know that I of myself that I have screwed up my life to the point that I've had to attend an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. So that's what this position is. Step through it, the decision to go with, through the rest of the steps so that I can be built up into what God intended me to be. And I'm going to offer myself to God with no conditions No conditions whatsoever because I have admitted complete and utter defeat. How beautiful this is. And I say this prayer every morning and I try not to make it be a rote prayer like I had as a child. You know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I try to really say this prayer slowly, thoughtfully, and prayerfully so I can recommit myself to this position of God being director, me being the... the, um, actor, God being my father, me being the child, God being the principal, me being his agent. And when I do that, I am able to help people, I'm able to walk in this world a free woman. And as soon as I start to take myself away from that position, that bondage of self starts to return. And what I'm able to do is recommit myself with that step three decision by getting back into the rest of the steps. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim.
2: And who else would like to comment on what we just read?
1: Please press star 1 if you'd like to share.
0: This is Judith. This is Katie. I have Judith, and then I have Katie F. Judith, go ahead. Thank you. I
8: love the word "utterly," and so I decided to look it up. It—it just—I don't know. It, to me, it says completely, but in a more poetic sense. Um, and so, um, one of the definitions of "utter" is to make publicly known, to publish. And um, "utter" comes from the German word for "out," so. It's like we're we're coming out and we're not ju- it's not just an internal thing it's also external we're coming out as um people who are going to give ourselves completely to our higher power um and with that, I pass thank you.
0: Thank you, Judith and Katie f please go ahead.
12: Good morning. this is Katie f, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia, and it's kind of hard to just to just focus on one little part of, of this um, selection because there's just so much in it, you know. And I do, like Kim said, you know, I say this prayer every day um, and I try to do it thoughtfully because of my own, I am none of these things. You know, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. You know, it has to relieve me of the bondage of self. You know, every day I have to look at what am I doing that is in my, my agenda, my, you know, what I want done. Am I, you know, just bringing a laundry list or a, a to-do list to God saying, here, this is what I want. This is what I want from you today, you know, and, and, and I'm the taskmaster instead of being um, the humble servant. You know, and I have to be smashed by that every day and realize that I am of nothing without God. And so, um, you know, until I I realize that my way got me to total destruction and misery, um, and I have to be reminded of that, I have to remember, who and what I am and what I will become if I let go of the hand of God. And, you know, gratefully, I don't have to. You know, this isn't a program where you complete the steps and you get the promises and then you go out the door and you never come back again. I mean, it's, there's no graduation. We, we continue to learn and grow. God continues to teach us and remind us and shape us and mold us one day at a time, and I, you know, that's not what I was looking for when I came here. You know, I just thought I had this food problem, and everything else was fine, thank you very much. But, you know, as the longer I'm here, the sicker I realize I am, and that my thinking will only lead me to destruction. So relieve me of the bondage of self. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I can do God's will, not my will. That is my um, prayer on a daily basis. And I, you know, would love to say that I'm, I'm just so above all this now. I've been absent for a long time and I, I never have any problems and I, you know, take every interaction, you know, and perfectly and I don't, you know, ever have conflicts and, um, you know, life is just perfect. It isn't. It is not perfect. But I tell you what I don't wake up with today is food hangovers and regret and remorse and um, and just that nauseating, awful feeling of a food hangover. I never wake up with that today because I have been reborn. I have been changed from this person who could not stay away from the food for five minutes to someone who can you know, when agitated, pause and ask for God's direction. Ask for thy will, not mine, to be done. And that is a miracle. And that is how I know I've been reborn because I don't do that today. I don't turn to the food for my comfort. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Katie. And uh, this is Katie G, and I just wanted to share a few things about the about Step 3. When I took this step with my sponsor, we'd done the work. We got on our knees. We said this prayer over a necklace, and I was at a job about to be fired from. And, and I'll never forget just taking it with her and that commitment. She said, This is your covenant to God. Covenant is you're going to get through the work and you're going to fulfill your primary purpose, which is to help other women. And that's what I, I say to my sponsees. You know, this is a commitment to go through the work and then, you know, continue to stay asked and help other women. and. And I use this prayer. I open this prayer every time I talk to a sponsor, my sponsor, every time I talk to my sponsee. Why? Because I need to present myself to God to get me out of the way and relieve me of the bondage of self. What is bondage? Slavery. I am enslaved out of my, not my choice. I'm enslaved to myself, to my wants, to my desires. And I got to be honest, when I heard this, take away my difficulties so I can help others? Like, what's that about, God? You know, and what I get today is that, like, life is life. Life's going to happen, whether I'm eating or not, whether I'm doing the work or not. And what's incredible today is that people who walk through hardships in abstinence with a God in their life share experience with me, and I'm on fire. I have hope to go for one more day not eating and doing this work. And I get to share that with others. So, you know, my sponsor said to me, you know, Katie, your way didn't work surrender to your way every time i use this step all the time i I say this prayer all the time in the middle of the day i'm at work it's a bad day make it a paper towel day go into the bathroom put paper towels on the floor god i surrender no more little plans and designs i'm asking god to remove from me all that is keeping me from doing his will And the way I know that is by taking the rest of the steps. But this is just a really, really powerful prayer. And I've had a shift. You know, I'm not in slavery to self today. And am I know exactly what I need to do. And it is a miracle to be able to help others, to watch the light in their eyes, and to be able to share, hey, I was where you were too. I was totally blocked from God. And I have a relationship that's beyond my wildest dreams today. So the third step is amazing and um yeah, with that I pass. And who else would like to share before we wrap up for today?
1: Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth, can
0: we go ahead? We're gonna start with Elizabeth and, and see where we're at for time, Bernada, but we'll I'll keep you
1: posted. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Thanks for everyone to everyone for being on the line. This is Elizabeth D. in Cincinnati recovered compulsive overeater. Um what I love. Is um, I, I'm kind of a word nut I lo- love to look words up and find out the definitions and <clears throat> abandon are utterly to him last um, abandon has many meanings that can be very powerful if you read them um, in context with this paragraph but the one that I love um, is to oh golly hold on one second where is it on my page Okay, that I love is to give up with the intent of never again claiming a right interest in. And for me, that word and that phrase at the end of this paragraph is a condition. You know, we thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon, at last have the intent of never again claiming a right or interest in. And that and and what that would be my life, and I um. I uh, came to this step the first time and, and about eight other times, uh, thinking I was ready to do that because of course I was misery with miserable with, um, all the consequences, of my eating, but the truth is is I hadn't taken step one completely, I hadn't looked at what my holic foods were, and behaviors, and as a result. I was abstinent with um, way to measured abstinence, abstinence from excess, but I, I was not sober, and for me, there's a big difference between, you know, true abstinence um, or some kind of abstinence versus sobriety. So um, I was never able to really abandon myself utterly to God with an intent of uh, never, again, claiming a right or interest in my own life. Until I looked honestly at my uh, first step, and, and it was in complete, absolutely complete so that I could have entire sobriety, complete sobriety with food. And, um, and thanks um, in this year, 2014, I found someone um, who made sure that my first step was complete. And, um, and while I do struggle some days with abandoning self, and I renege on my decision occasionally. Um, I have the rest of the steps to carry me through back to that place of serenity and sobriety and um, where I can be of service and perform his work well. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Elizabeth. C. And, Bernardo, would you be able to share, give us a short share this morning before we close up? I have two going into words now,
12: and I'll come back in the second hour later. Thank you
0: okay thank you so much and thank you to everyone who has shared this morning it is now 7:55, and we will close the reading close the meeting rather with a reading from the big book on page 64 followed by the serenity prayer ken will you please read a vision for you our book is meant to be suggestive only
13: yes good morning this is ken from virginia our book is meant to be suggestive only